Hello, hello, and welcome to Business of Design. We're so glad you're here, you fabulous interior design professional, you. And we are talking strengths and weaknesses with Sierra Collins. You may remember Sierra. She was on episode 221 talking about a DISC assessment. And the reason she's back is because someone we know and love, Miss Cheryl Horn, has hired her independently and was blown away by what she learned in terms of her own strengths and weaknesses and was able to set some amazing goals. So without further ado, I am going to introduce Cheryl Horn and say hello, and we'll jump into quick announcements and get right into the show because Cheryl is also going to be a guest on the podcast today. Isn't that right, Cheryl? It is. It is. Yeah. So Sierra did appear on a previous episode and because of your experience with her, she became part of our BOD boss group or I guess team BOD. She's on, she's on our side to help lead these groups. And as the one who gets to talk to all of our members who are interested in joining those groups, I thought it was really important for me to fully understand uh, the value that Sierra brings to the table. So I got to go through the, the DISC assessment process and uh, Sierra and I will, you know, share a little bit about what I got out of that and how um, some of our boss group members are also, you know, progressing through this process. I love it. She's really getting to know our community, which is amazing. It's been busy at Business of Design. What do we have on the horizon it is. I can't believe we're already, you know, in, into February. Wow. Um, well, I'll start with boss since that's the topic we're on, but our next group launches August 1st. Uh, space is limited. So make sure if you're interested, details are on the website. Um, make sure you get your application pro- your application in because there is a bit of a process that that follows for sure. But reach out to me if you've got any questions. We launch August 1st and then our first meeting is in October. So in between those two dates, you will have some homework to do. Yes. And I had a meeting yesterday with Larry Goldberg, who's the Business of Design CFO. And uh, he's tweaked a little bit how he's going to approach the next boss group based on the feedback he's got from this group. And oh my gosh, they are loving Larry. In fact, it was just a little bit annoying when we did the survey of like, what was the most valuable part of the first meeting? I think Larry got like 10 out of 10 across the board. So he's, he's feeling pretty good about his involvement in boss. <laughs> well, it really is, I think for so many, their first opportunity to really deep dive into their financials. And I think what intrigued most of our business of design members was really, you know, it's not a comparison because so many of the designers have very different firms and, you know, size and all that kind of thing coming into it. Um, But just the approach to uh, your mindset around your financials and really coming up with a strategy to increase your profitability and openly sharing and discussing that with other business of design members. Um, And figuring out why one boss member makes a profit margin of 40% when she sells a sofa and the other one makes a profit margin of 20% and the other one makes a profit margin of 5%. So like, you know, that they can compare. And it's, I love that the motivation is now in place for all of them. You know, there's kind of a competitive thing that's happening. So all of them want to succeed and grow. And uh, as a group, I think that's just going to be so helpful. So really excited, looking forward to that second boss group getting launched. 
love our first boss group. I'm inviting myself to all the meetings. I'm like, I'm coming to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Well, you will be part of the second meeting. Um, and then immediately following that, uh, you'll be joining the BOD Elite Retreat in Santa Monica. So that's coming up really quickly as well. Um, again, especially for this year, numbers are quite limited. So if you're interested, a lot of inquiries happening. Um, so we're excited to, to fill that group. So details are on the website, April 28th to May 1st. Well, we will have dedicated new learning for everyone in attendance, we will have some fun. We will have some wine. We will do some fabulous home tours. And I, for one, am looking forward to connecting in this way. It's just, it's just been way too long. So we'd love to have you join us for Santa Monica Elite Retreat. And we're pretty flexible in terms of COVID-y things happening. So, uh, you know, if, if that's a concern, you're not sure what April is going to look like for you. End of April, beginning of May, we understand we will work with you and, and make it happen. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, check out both those uh, events on the website, BOD boss and BOD elite retreat. We would love for you to be part of either of them. And of course, reach out to me anytime, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. If you have any questions. Thanks, Cheryl. I'll see you in just a minute. Yeah. Take care. Oh, no, not take care. <laughs> yeah, we'll you want me to take then. care between now and the time that the episode launches? I, I, it's force of habit. Right. Force of I habit. Know. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you in a couple of minutes. How about I that? love when one of the flight attendants says, have a great trip or something. You, you too. Wait a minute. They're not going on a trip. I'm going on a trip. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I get it. I'll see you in a minute. Yes. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Seldon. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Hey there. It won't surprise Business of Design members or longtime listeners to know that we are always looking for suppliers who make our work easier, right? So I'd like to introduce you to Business of Design podcast sponsor, Daniel House Club. Daniel House Club simplifies the business of design. They do that by allowing us to source from over 80 trade vendors while taking advantage of deep discounts and no minimum orders. You can also use your Daniel House Club dashboard to share pieces with clients. And this is amazing. Freight is always 10% and white glove delivery quotes are available nationwide. Customer service is really important to Daniel House Club. They have a concierge who will pick up the phone and answer your questions, help you search for products, help you organize returns, or affect replacements or repair when necessary. Now, how do they know what we need? Well, Daniel House Club started as a design business, so founders Peter and Alexander Spalding have done the hard work of servicing clients, and they really want to help us succeed. BOD listeners, this is where you come in. 
when you go to danielhouse.club during the month of February, you can receive an additional 50% off your Pro or Pro Plus membership using the discount code BODPRO. You can also try them out for free. Get in on the action. And thanks for sponsoring Business of Design. Well, I can see two of my favorite people, and that's a great way to start this morning. Hello, Sierra Collins. Hello, Cheryl Horns. How are you guys? Good. Hello, you. Cheryl Horns. I think you did. <laughs> After 15 years, you know, I think you... <laughs> that's hilarious. Have you seen that filter on Insta or Snapchat? That's the little devil horns. I forget what it's called, but it's it's ridiculous. Anyway... We'll Is that what you're going to think now? <laughs> <laughs> that is strictly a function of the fact that it's like 6 a.m. and I'm like, it's early here. But um, thank you both for joining in, including you, Miss Horns. Really good to see you. <laughs> good to see you. Oh, so you guys just had an amazing um, meeting or I guess t- to put it more accurately, Cheryl, you hired Sierra. I didn't even know you did it because... You were also curious about a disk assessment and Sierra, of course, was on a podcast recently talking about that. Yeah. So you had done a session. So Sierra was on the podcast um, last year and was referred to us by one of our members. And then you following that interview, not really knowing what it was going to be about ended up hiring her and you did the session. And I think, you know, all of that was sort of about communication styles and, and things like that. But your experience led us to bringing Sierra on as part of our boss groups. Yes. And as, you know, as a courtesy, um, when Sierra did all of her follow-up sessions with our boss group, she included me on that, which I found extremely helpful since I'm the one when we're promoting boss, I'm the one talking to all of the members. And I, have a much better understanding of, um, you know, the value that Sierra has now brought to this boss group because I hadn't done it personally. And until you've gone through that process, um, you know, it's about communication. Like, you know, you match the energy level of somebody else or, you know, it was very basic, my understanding of what that process was going to be. And I think that it's very recently that I had my second follow-up call, but Um, I just sort of wasn't expecting the takeaways. And I think I said more than once that it sort of felt like a little bit of a a therapy session that she sort of ends up playing that role because you are really talking about personal, um, personal efforts as well as business. So I don't know if my experience was different than other people's. Sierra, I don't know if you can sort of weigh in on sort of the takeaways that we developed, which we'll get into, um, versus some of the communication that other people uh, seem to focus on. Yeah. So the the interesting piece is that when we go through a disc report, there is so much more information beyond just your communication style. The types of things that come out of it are your strengths and and leadership. We find out the environment that you thrive in, what motivates you to succeed. And even the tough part for some of my clients is to talk about your greatest fears. Believe it or not, that comes out in the DISC assessment. And so what I find is you cannot separate personal and professional. I have yet to find a client where I don't dig into the personal side as well. 
they both impact one another. So actually, Cheryl, it was a very natural shift into the personal side for you. Uh, it, it happens with almost every client that I speak with. And we start to talk about that balance in life and making sure that our personal life is not detracting from our professional and vice versa. So it's it's creating that balance. So I was happy to go there with you. I did not <laughs> see it as a therapy appointment, but but it you had to be vulnerable. You had to open up and and share some things with me that I'm sure made you a little uncomfortable at first. Um, but I, I I truly enjoy that piece because I feel like those are the moments where uh, the biggest changes take place. Is it a myth though, this idea that you could have a perfect balance between your professional and your personal life? I, I, that really makes sense to me, Sierra, what you said, that there's no way to dive into your business life without digging into your personal life. But, and then you mentioned the word balance. And I think that just feels elusive. What do you mean by balance and how do we get there? Okay. So one of the first things I do with many of my clients is I do something called the wheel of life and we explore every category of their life. So that is their personal, um, you know, health, their physical health, emotional health. We talk about their financial um, situation. We talk about their career, fun and recreation relationships, and we talk about their level of satisfaction in each of those areas. So when I speak of achieving balance, typically when we get a baseline rating of their level of satisfaction in each of those areas, we see a wheel that is extremely out of balance. And what I like to see for my clients is that we are able to focus our energy and attention on the areas in which we see that their their level of satisfaction is much lower. And so what we do is we try to bring those areas up and achieve balance through more intentionally scheduling our day, starting with caring for ourselves first before caring for others um, and and really making that shift and, and focusing on you know, the areas that we have neglected for so long. So I have seen a shift take place in many of our clients where I truly feel they're achieving balance. Okay. So it's not about, it's more about, how am I trying to put this? It sounds like it's more about kind of a fine equilibrium where you're gaining satisfaction from the, all the areas because you can't give up the areas. Exactly. Exactly. It, that is the goal. Uh, so for example, let's say I, I meet a client and their highest level of satisfaction when we meet is an eight out of 10. And then they have an area of their life. Maybe their family relationships are a three out of 10. My goal isn't to get everything up to a 10. It's to bring things up to where they are truly balanced around the wheel. If we could get everything to a seven and we're balanced at a seven all the way around the wheel, that has created that, what you're talking about. It's that equilibrium. Uh, so a hundred percent, I think that is possible. Well, I mean, Cheryl, think, did you do the wheel? Uh, not, no, not, not in that sense, but I do, um, you know, I've always thought that like, there's all these different categories make so much more sense than thinking work life balance. That's looking at like, there's two buckets work is in one, everything else is in the other, <laughs> right. as opposed to like, you know, work and family, those two seem to, you know, butt heads all the time. Um, but there's so many different categories and how, why is work not considered part of your 
life, especially for so many within our industry who work from home, Mm -hmm. it's much harder to draw those lines, right? They're focused on creating a balance in terms of boundaries and everything like that with their clients, but having that boundary between family, home life, and work, you know, there's so many categories and, and, you know, work is, is part of your life. It's not a separate category and then everything else is in one. So it's nice to look at things from that perspective. And I think it's more about balancing priorities. And at some point one's going to get more attention versus at another time. But I did find that the focus on identifying your strengths and weaknesses was, was definitely part of our, our work together um, and setting to understand how you make decisions, why you make decisions uh, at certain times and, you know, planning out your day around that, uh, setting goals around that has been really helpful. But that was sort of the different part that I took away from it. I suspect Sierra learned that um, Cheryl is a very disciplined decision maker, very practical, logical, um, and she can make the hard choices. Did you, were you able to see that? I was sort of freaked out by what Sierra could see about me in a short meeting. So I didn't do any other meetings. I'm like, no, no, she's, that's, that's spooky. So the word to describe Cheryl's style is the word precisionist. And I think that that is a great way to summarize everything that you just pointed out. Uh, So definitely a precisionist and and very careful in her decision-making. So so that, that was really cool to see, but I heard you guys use the word work many times just a moment ago, and everybody says work-life balance. And I have to share that since I started my business, I have never seen this as work because I'm so passionate about it. So on my wheel, I've changed it to career because it, it's more about balancing everything else with my career. So I encourage you guys to think about that. Is what you're doing really work or do you love it so much that, that it's your career? I was actually thinking that as Cheryl was saying that, like for some of us, we love what we do so much. It easily blurs into life because I can't imagine life without it. One of the things Cheryl had said, which prompted us to phone you, Sierra, and see if you were available for this, was that she was able to, I think, Cheryl, you you correct me if I'm wrong, you were able to produce a better action plan for yourself based on what you learn. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to set goals for myself, both professionally and personally. Um, and really focus on those items. And <laughs> I don't know if Sierra just like got in my head, but like, it wasn't necessarily just long-term goals. It was like, what am I going to change right now? And even between our first and second calls, which, you know, kids homeschooling and stuff, we kind of had to bump it a little bit. So, um, which would have been, you know, a month apart. Uh, I was already, I had results to share with her what I had already done during that time. And it was that, you know, that accountability, I think just for me saying it out loud, if I, you know, just work away and you're traveling, I'm going to take longer to get things done than if you and I have just had a top line meeting and I've just told you that I'm going to do something, I'm going to get it done right then. I wonder if a lot of creative people are just like, get it done right now, people, because of the, the pressure of having clients needing something completed. Like, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know a lot of designers who suffer a great deal from procrastination. 
That's that's kind of an interesting thing that you would say, because when you say designer, it has two meanings for me. Designer is actually also the label for a style where you are a CD and it is my style, actually. Uh, so when I think of that, uh, CDs are very analytical as well, um, just just like the precisionist, because the C is that is that greatest strength in, in the analysis piece. But but yes, I I see that for a designer personality, not a designer, as you're speaking of, uh, that they are so focused on being thorough um, and being able to check things off. I think that that's a very powerful thing, that check mark, that, that CDs, CSs tend, tend to get things done. Can you do a very short recap? Because we do, um, you know, listeners can tune into the previous episode, DISC, what they stand for, and just a brief summary of what each of those points mean. Yes, of course, of course. So D is that direct or dominant style. So most people often think of Ds as being individuals that are not afraid to take the lead. Okay, so those are the ones that are going to step up to the plate every time. They're very direct in their communication. And and they're someone that has more of a visionary mindset. So they can see the big picture and they often depend on the I's, S's and C's to help them get there. So when we're talking about a pure D, we're talking about someone who's looking into the future, very results oriented. Okay. So then we move into the eye. And so when we talk about our eye, our eyes are our very outgoing people. And it's it's important to know that the eyes don't mind being the center of attention. So it, it there are influencers. So there are great salespeople. They are charismatic. They are very persuasive. They are comfortable in a room full of people that they don't know. So our eyes are not results oriented. They're more relationship oriented and they're people people, right? So our S's are considered to be steady, So those steady people are very loyal. They're also relationship-based people. Everything is about building a strong, lasting relationship. So those are people who are not transactional. If they meet a client, they want to build a relationship and work with that client until the end of time. Our, Our S's are the team players that we can depend on to follow through on any task that is assigned to them. And then finally, the C, as I mentioned a minute ago, that's considered compliant. Okay, so these are our rule followers, our spreadsheet makers, uh, the ones that collect data. They they analyze every possible outcome when they're making a decision. So sometimes slower to make decisions um, because their focus is on being right. They want to know that they're making the right decision. Um, So our C's can be slower to make decisions but always follow through on the execution piece. Um, So there's a quick highlight. Perfect. Since your first episode with us aired, which was episode 221, um, and since working with our boss group, you've now done a fair bit of work with design professionals. I'm just wondering if there's any commonalities, whether it's strengths or weaknesses or traits that most of our listeners will then be able to relate to and um, any, you know, key tips that you would have for either that personality type or those common strengths or weaknesses? Yeah, what a great question. So 
I have noticed, I immediately, I wanted to look for patterns because that's that analytical side of me. And so I looked at every report of every BOD boss member uh, that came through. And I wanted to be able to say, oh, wow, they're all precisionists or, oh, they're, they're all influencers. So they're outgoing. There was truly no pattern in that. It was a nice, even mix. Uh, so the pattern didn't come in the personality style. I think the pattern came in the entrepreneurial spirit that the people uh, that I have met truly have and their willingness to grow. Mm. So, so at every single one that I have spoken to has been so open to, to using this information to inform what they do, uh, just a, a growth mindset across the board. But I, I assumed that as an interior designer, that everyone would be a precisionist. That was my, my guess. Everybody's going to, you know, have attention to detail. But when you think about it, there are a lot of dominant personalities in the industry as well. They walk in and they take charge. This is the space you've hired me to make a difference in. And they identify how they can help the big picture. And, and then they make it happen, whether they have a team of people that help make it happen because they're the visionary. Uh, back, you know, back at the office, I've, I've had so many people, they have a team of junior designers supporting them or whatever their structure may look like. The D's always have someone to help them execute the job. The eyes are the great salespeople and they eyes typically are someone that, you know, likes to bounce around and, and socialize and talk to a lot of people and can easily lose their sense of direction. And the eyes tend to always have someone back in the office that keep them organized. And if, if you're an I and we identify you're an I and you don't have that person, you need that person. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely recommend that. <laughs> I, I I'm an I. I think I was. I think I was my dominant. Yeah. So so he who keeps you organized, Kimberly? Oh, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that Cheryl Ms. Horns? Ms. I was Horns. just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh my gosh. The, so the S the S business owners are not the salespeople. They're so much more reserved and they almost, they consistently come to me for marketing tips and, and they want to know how do I get the message out there of what I can do and how I can help people. That's, that's not their strength. And so they, they can bond with people once they're comfortable with them, but they're more reserved and, and they would rather surround themselves with, you know, a close knit community rather than going out and, and advertising to everyone they meet. And then finally, the C's are so detail oriented that they lose sight of the big picture. So they need someone else to, to help them kind of see, see the overall direction of the project. And remember that if we take as long as they need in order to make every decision, the project will never be complete. And so <laughs> sometimes we just need to move forward, pull the trigger, make mistakes as we go and learn from them. Right. So, so it, long answer for you, Cheryl, but there was no exact pattern, but in the interior design industry, I can see easily where each business needs the most support back in the office based on their style. 
I would think it would be a disaster if everybody had the same personality traits, a group. So I was happy to hear that they were different. And when I was listening to you, I just thought, you know, as you're thinking about hiring someone to work for you, you've got to be looking for where you're weakest, right? I feel like Cheryl is the exact, we're like somehow a mirror image of each other where (laughs) I just fall apart where she exceeds and it's subtle sometimes, but it's real. It's that perfect balance we're talking about. And and you need a team where your strengths balance one another out. And the other important piece here is being open and honest about your strengths and areas for growth. And that's what I loved about Cheryl was she came right out and shared with me, these are the things I'm struggling with. And and how, you know, how am I going to improve in those areas? And that's where the coaching comes in. It's, it's asking the right questions to help someone determine what is the next small step I can take in order to make uh, my, my dream a reality to make, to make this possible for me. And so I, I see that applying to every single listener is, you know, ask yourself, what is that next step? I need to be more reflective. I need to think about, where my strengths and weaknesses lie. And if, if I have a weakness, I can choose to grow that, or I can choose to hire someone to help me in that area. Well, and short of go, you know, going through this full process, what are some key questions that listeners can be asking themselves to identify some of these key traits or strengths and weaknesses, as well as whether it's during an interview or speaking with current staff to sort of find out or, you know, to put that right support in place. Key questions you can be asking yourself, as well as asking staff to find out if they really do meet those needs and that support that you're trying to get. So I would say the key questions first that you should be asking yourself is, what is standing in the way of me reaching my vision that I've set forth? First of all, do you have a vision, (laughs) right? What is the vision? How far out are you looking? And what is that obstacle that's standing in my way? And after you identify the obstacle and you break it down, asking yourself every single day, what is one step I can take to overcome this obstacle? So Cheryl, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I do (laughs) want to put you on the spot. Okay. (laughs) You were very open and honest about an obstacle that has stood in your way. Do you mind sharing Sure. And I I mean, Kimberly would say the same thing about me. I think one of the areas that I felt like was a weakness because it's never really been a desire for me to, uh, you know, lead the podcast, speak in front of the conference, being that front person. I've always been happy being the support person. I've, I, Kimberly gives me the feeling of ownership for business of design. I feel like I'm in complete control of what I'm doing, but I have no desire to be the face of business of design or any other, you know, project that I work on that that's my comfort level. But in terms of not enjoying those things, not feeling like I'm good at those things has felt like it's held me back. You know, Kimberly's at a point where she wants to travel. She wants to do these things. And I know how busy her plate is for business of design before going away, because I'm like, I can't take over an episode. I can't do that interview. Um, So it's that, that I felt like that holds me back because I could take so much off Kimberly's plate if I was willing to step up in that area of my, you know, professional life. 
So once you identify that obstacle, what was the next step for you? Well, this right here. So what I had sort of committed myself to was to come up with more topics that Kimberly and I could do together. And by the end of the year to do a solo episode. That was sort of my goals. I hadn't said that out loud to Kimberly yet, though. So you thank you for face. that. I was now like, so I'm committed. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have the whole year. It's, it's January. So sort of the steps leading up to that was sort of my, you know, goal for the year. But one of the other things that sort of I hadn't really thought about that, but came up in conversation is that some, you know, something like this, this is a candid conversation, you know, comfort level speaking to both of you, people can't hear me till later, <laughs> um, was that if you put me on the spot and ask me a question, I know what I know, and I'm going to share that information. It's when I need to prepare in advance and make the decision that what I know is of value to somebody else. So if you asked me to prepare 10 minutes on a topic, I'm going to think I'm going to go in circles and I'm going to focus on my wording and that sort of thing to, because it's my judgment call, whether or not that information is going to be of value. And I know that that comes up for a lot of designers for the consultation. We get that question a lot that I need time to think about it. I can't give good advice at the consultation. How do you do that in the two hours? That was sort of how I, I related that and can, you know, sort of sympathize because I'm the opposite, which Sierra pointed out that most people like that time to prepare before they give their answers. Whereas I'm like, no, put me on the spot because I know what I know and that's what I'm going to be able to share. But so it was sort of that opposite because I do have that um, conversation a lot when she pointed out to me that most people are the reverse because I have that conversation a lot with designers about the consultation. How do you give good advice on the spot? I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I love what you said though. You know what, you know, like just tell them what little, what nugget comes to mind and move on. Yeah. Some of them want to go to the consultation and they go back to the office and prepare like a seven hour report and send it to the client and they're not getting paid. And it just smacks of desperately needing the job. It just, right. So it takes a lot of courage to be an entrepreneur, I think is the bottom line. And it takes help. So we'd love everybody to get to know Sierra. If you are a business of design boss member, if you're applying to join the next group, Sierra is our gift to you. And we're very excited for you to have this experience, but you can also reach Sierra at. SierraLearnership.com is my site and my website is grow at SierraLearnership.com. And that information will be in the show notes. And thank you both this morning. I really appreciate it. Cannot wait for Cheryl's solo podcast, the beginning of a whole new Cheryl Horns. <laughs> might, might still be a few months away and I'll have to introduce myself as that. <laughs> Cheryl Horns. Director <laughs> of Operations. I'm going to send you title. that little, that little Insta uh, filter. It's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you ladies for having me. I appreciate it. I hope I was able to answer your questions. Um, but I, I truly enjoy working with you and watching you guys grow on your journey as well. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks guys. Thank you for being part of the business of design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today 